This podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you still looking for gifts for the holiday? Maybe a hard to shop for parent or a significant other that you have no clue. Maybe you have pets or they have pets and you're like, pets are, pets are good, but I don't know what to get. You could get Aura Frames. You take a million photos, let them sit on your phone, or what do you do with them? Well, you could put all of your photos onto an Aura frame. Aura frames were named the best digital picture frame by Wirecutter, the strategist, and more. Every Aura frame is thoughtfully designed to fit any decor style with a stunning HD high-definition display, unlimited storage, It's super easy to set up and there's absolutely no fees. And I can tell you it's super easy to set up because I've set up a lot of digital things and they sent me one and I was actually shocked in how easy it was to set this up. I would would be so confident that my mother can't set up anything. She could set this up. Aura Frames make an easy, meaningful holiday gift, especially for anyone who is hard to shop for. You can also preload your favorite photos onto the Aura Frame, and even a, you can preload a personalized video message too that all appears when they open the box. It's super effective listeners can save on the perfect gift this holiday season and get $30 off Aura's best-selling frames. Just go to AuraFrames.com super. That is A-U-R-A frames.com S-U-P-E-R. These frames sell out every single December, so get yours now before they are all gone. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 542nd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. There's too many of these. We've been doing this too long. Hi, I'm your host, Steve. With me is Bobby. Hey, what's going on? So is this this is 542 of the regular ones, right? You yeah. Have also, all the mini series ones and everything else that isn't those, numbered. Yeah, those, those don't count. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. We're pa- padding that number up. Bobby with us today, and we also have a new, we're just, December is full of new guests. We have Hannah here. Hello. Happy to be here. Some some people were like, you didn't introduce Bob last week. Uh, you know, some people don't <laughs> don't want that whole fanfare, but I think most people, at least in our community, our Slack community, should know who Hannah is at this point. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around, I've been around for a while. I've been a listener for... Probably almost 10 years, and I uh, have been in the Slack for a while, and I've done the Daily Goings podcast. Not currently, but I did a Pokemon Go daily podcast for a time that I really enjoyed. I remember. I also remember when we first met, you traded me a Tropius. Yes, I did. My family went specifically, so the, the only, the one and only uh, international vacation my family has ever taken was to Spain. We went specifically to the southern tip of Spain just to catch Tropius. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. That was yep. pretty fresh when when Tropius came out too. It was. It wasn't yeah, like it he's was... been there now for like what two three years I think. Be- be- uh, before well, COVID. Yeah. More, before maybe, COVID. Yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's definitely he's been out for a while. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so we have uh, two things this show. Although I'm sure we'll get sidetracked. Uh, There was a a 1.1.1.0 update for Scarlet and Violet. Almost said Sword and Shield. (laughs) And then there was uh, some misinformation around a quote, which I figured was going to happen when I saw it. So I we have the actual quote. Uh, then I went to the LA Ultra Beast event, which Bobby said he was going to go to, and he didn't go to. I did not say that at all. <laughs> wow. And the there's an $8 Keldeo event coming. So perfect for this uh, episode, because you both play p- Go pretty heavily. So we'll talk about some Go. But people want to hear about Scarlet and Violet. So we're going to start with that. Uh, and uh, I just pulled the the notes here off NintendoLife.com. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet version 1.1.0 now available. Uh, Nintendo apologizes for performance bug issues. Oh, also, I didn't put in the show notes, but we could talk about Charizard. Because when, when you're not talking about Charizard, you should be talking about Charizard. <laughs> Always. It's the only Pokemon that deserves, uh, n- it's newsworthy every single day for the last 25 years. Um, so this update came in about 12 days uh, from game release. Uh, it did. This is what this is what the show notes or the the, the update notes said they did. Uh, season one of ranked battle will kicked off will allow you to enjoy ranked battles through the battle stadium. An issue has been fixed to cause music not to play correctly during the battle with the elite four and the top champion in the victory road path. And then other select bug fixes have been made. Um, so the, there was quite a few things that can be fixed. There was also another note we'll get to. Did we talk about on this show the RNG issue? I don't know if we... I don't think we did that last week. I don't think so. No, I don't So think. for those who don't play competitive, there was actually a really big issue with competitive. What would happen is that... How, how do I make this as simple as possible? All RNG has to span from some other source of RNG. <laughs> So the base source of RNG was always the same. So what happened is when you did certain move combinations, they would always react the same way. So the biggest one and the one that people were abusing before VGC kicked off here a couple days ago was that if a Pokemon faked out, whatever Pokemon was next to it, no matter what move they used, whether it was 90% accurate or 50% accurate or 30% accurate, it would always be 100% accurate because the RNG was always the same. So, you would see a Pokemon fake out, and then the Pokemon next to it would use a move like Sheer Cold, which one-hit KOs no matter what, and it would always be 100% accurate. There was another RNG, not as... That if, if you were in the right side slot, so Pokemon comes out on the left, Pokemon comes out on the right, if you were in the right side slot, and you used a 90% accurate move, so like Heat Wave, it would always miss if you went first. Because, again, the RNG was always set, so you right. could guarantee it every time. And, I don't, again, I don't know if I said this last week or just in the various amount of streaming or po- other podcasts I've done, is they would have had to do an update because there was no way Game Freak was going to allow Season 1 competitive to have this broken RNG seed. All they said was, you know, season one of Ranked Battles kicked off. They didn't mention that they fixed this, although I'm not sure how many people... I'm not sure how many people are doing competitive since a lot of people are still playing for the game. But anyways, anyways, it's all fixed. Well, did they ever acknowledge that it... They never acknowledged it was broken, right? So yeah. <laughs> no reason to acknowledge that it's fixed. No. <laughs> Correct. 
I heard about the Elite Four issue um, of the music not playing correctly. Uh, mm -hmm. And I heard the Elite Four music was really good. I'm not going to spoil or talk about the Elite Four, uh, but I saved in front of the Elite Four to make sure that if the music was broken, I could just reboot my game to make sure it would kick in properly. Now, in this case, uh, while Game Freak, Pokemon Company, Nintendo didn't say anything about any issues for the 12 days things were broken, the person who wrote the Elite Four music on their Twitter, their Japanese um, composer, they apologized that it wasn't working. So we knew we knew that it wasn't working 100% because the dude who wrote the song was like, oh, I'm so sorry you guys didn't hear my music, which is a huge bummer. Mm -hmm. That 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 song is very good for the record. If I don't know if you guys got to the Elite Four, no spoilers, but that song is fantastic. I have not <laughs> gotten there I have, yet. So. But I was not paying close enough attention. I only heard about the bug after I had passed the Elite Four. <laughs> so I didn't I wasn't paying close enough attention Maybe to see if it was working or not. It was the same four notes over and over and just <laughs> blended in. <laughs> I probably would have noticed that. Okay. <laughs> Another thing I noticed, again, not in the patch notes, is that, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but when you got put to sleep in a battle, your Pokemon's eyes did not close. Yeah, they yeah. really, uh, I wouldn't even say they buried the lead because they didn't mention it. That is the biggest update, absolutely. When I first played, we played the game and, you know, sleep powder, and I was like, why are their eyes still open? Like, that's <laughs> real creepy. Because they uh, could close when you were picnicking. Yes, they or could. Or anytime yeah. they were out and they were going to sleep, you could see that they could actually go to sleep and their eyes would close. <laughs> but not in battle. Yeah. So that, so that, they fixed that. that has been fixed. Uh, for the record, Gastrodon does not close their eyes. They have three eyes. I don't think Gastrodon has eyelids. So <laughs> Poor Gastrodon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that has been fixed. What was the other thing? Okay, there was a duplication bug mm -hmm. that yeah. has been fixed if you didn't duplicate your bike. Yeah. So I don't know the, the full details, but pretty much if you duplicated your bike, you can still duplicate items. If you never duplicated your bike, you cannot duplicate items anymore. I don't know if they'll Weird fix... Loophole. Yeah, I don't know if they'll, they'll <laughs> fix that, and I... I don't do that kind of stuff. Look, look, you paid your $60. If you want to ride your bike up and down on Cinnabar Island and get Missing No to appear, by all means, do it, go do that. Now, I grew out of that phase. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, if you want to duplicate your items and you did that, I guess you can still do that. I'd be curious if they fix that, but that was a... I, I'm just bringing it up because they did, you know, out of the the things they fixed in the last 12 days, that was a priority to them to... Make sure you could not duplicate your items anymore. Kind of worked. Kind of worked. Was uh, there also a Pokemon duplication problem that they fixed as well? Or is that something different? Um, That I'm not sure of. I've heard that you could duplicate Pokemon, but you could also do that in BDSP and they fixed that pretty quickly. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got it. Um, yeah, I haven't tried any of that, so I have no idea. But The bike thing was surprisingly easy to run into. I oh, looked really? up how people were doing it, and yeah, it it was something that if you were just sort of going along and catching Pokemon after getting to the point where you could get off the bike and mm -hmm. use it in battle, um, surprisingly easy to run into. Yeah, it seemed like if you were just <laughs> pressing buttons really fast, you could accidentally do it. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're pressing really buttons really fast in Pokemon Go and you accidentally throw away 300 Ultra Balls. I, not that I may have 
accidentally did that yesterday. Because <laughs> uh, you went, you hit left, right? You hit, I hit left, left on accident. Yeah. And I thought I was on potions because I was going to, yeah. I did that with maybe 40 incense the day when all the golden Pokestops came out. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it oh, was, I think incense are notice it. worse. At least Ultra Balls you can spin to get back. Yeah, incense are at I, least cheap, and I rarely used them, but it was not a fun moment to realize. Uh, yeah. I need no, those man, golden stops to come back, because that's how I stocked up on the, the Ultra Balls. Uh, <laughs> the other thing about this update was this quote that they said here, we are aware that players encounter issues that affect games performance. Our goal has always been to give players a positive experience with our games. We apologize for the inconvenience. We take feedback from players seriously, and we are working on improving. Uh, we are working on improvements to the game. I don't know if there's any reading between the lines here, but it sounds like we're gonna fix the frame rate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> you know, uh, it is. I guess. What does it make sense that that's coming from Nintendo and not from the Pokemon Company? Like, yes, I think that makes sense from Nintendo because Nintendo's the publisher. Okay. Like, okay. like sure. I, I would, I would say in the in the sake of in the sense of Bayonetta, plat. I'm I'm pretty sure Platinum published or Platinum developed Bayonetta, if I remember correctly. But Nintendo's the publisher, so I think most people just see you know unless you're listening to a video game podcast like this, <laughs> you you would probably know that Platinum is the publisher. But if you're just walking in and you're like, oh, this is a Nintendo game because Nintendo's mm -hmm. logos on it. You probably are like, oh, this is a Nintendo game, right? I, I, I feel like it's different for Pokemon. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, either way, I'm glad we're getting someone saying something to us about it because no one has. <laughs> it's like, how can you? Not, I mean, I get why they're not speaking about it, why they weren't immediately saying anything. But uh, it's nice to have someone saying something so it feels like they are actually working on uh, fixing it because we've seen too many times where Pokemon has had bugs or issues and they're just like, eh, yeah, just, just wait for the next game. <laughs> the next game will be better. So nice. I think it's really reassuring. I mean, they, they said that they got a lot of feedback. They said they apologized for the inconvenience and they specifically said we are aware of game games performance. We are working to improve the game. I, I, I don't know if, anyone listening thought like oh you just fix the frame rate in two weeks all right good to go like it it i don't think i don't think there's a slider at game freak that's like set at like 22 frames and like nintendo's like hey can you just crank it up to like 30 please like <laughs> it seems a bit of a more complicated issue and they fixed some issues which is great i think there's also i at least got this from you know streaming on twitch where people are like, my game feels smoother. And other people are like, my game doesn't feel smoother. And then, mm -hmm. you know, there are gaming outlets that are saying the same thing. Some people are saying their games feel smoother. Some people are not. I don't know if this is like a placebo or like, I don't know what's yeah. happening there. I, I, yeah. I don't think it feels that much smoother, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm in both camps, oddly <laughs> enough, because when I play it on my TV... And I haven't done, I did the 720p thing before, but I have a 4K OLED TV. And so I was like, okay, I'm not, this is, I'm going to go back to just the 1080p or whether the automatic, whatever it is. Um, on my TV, it does not feel like it got any better. On the Switch OLED playing handheld, it does feel like it got smoother. So I'm not really mm -hmm. sure if 
you know, it obviously did or didn't, but uh, I'm feeling two different ways about it. So I don't know. Maybe people are also feeling that like some people are playing it on docked mode and it doesn't feel smoother. Some people aren't. I don't know. I've been under the impression that uh, it was more to do with the memory leak issue or potential issue that people are pretty sure about that when it updates and you actually have to fully close the game Uh. for it to update (laughs) that after that, then it's going to run smoother because you Mm. had to close the game. There you go. I I could see that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I mean, there are still, I've still talked to people that are like, they're like, my game has never crashed. And I was like, that my games crashed like four or five times and I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Three of my crashes were just me like getting up, going to the bathroom, coming back down, like talking with Twitch chat and then finally picking up my controller after 10 minutes and then opening the menu and then the whole game crashes. Like I literally just opened the menu after 10 minutes of like standing there. So it's not that, like I'm, you know, yeah. doing well, anything. That happened to me as well. Um, Not streaming, but I was playing i set my switch down to get something get a drink get food something i came back and tried to walk into a gym crashed like i just like Wild. took three steps forward into the gym crash like right after you know picking up the switch and so i've had two crashes two crashes and i've only like 25 hours into the game so that's wild yeah i've played maybe 55 hours i have not had it crash Dang. I've run into a couple of bugs where I couldn't do anything and I had to restart, but I have not had it crash once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lucky you. <laughs> maybe maybe it's because I never step away from my game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. That moving. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> just keep going. Again, I think I think the, the first good patch, not the maybe the patch everyone wanted, but the whole like we take players' feedback seriously when we're working to improve the game feels good. Uh, I hope that that's the case. I hope we get another update. I guess we'll we'll see and we'll see how well it does for Christmas and whether you know it doesn't matter that it's broken to some people. They're still going to buy it. I mean, I feel like that's just. A common theme in all video games of the last five years of, like, every Bethesda game is incredibly broken. Look at a game like Cyberpunk, incredibly broken. Look at how bad No Man's Sky got reviewed and it still sold incredibly well. Like, I feel like sometimes players think, like, oh, bad reviews stop game sales. And if people yeah, I mean, are like, I want this game, they're like, I don't trust the review. I, I, want, I need to see it. That's how I was with No Man's Sky. Like, I was in the store and Irene was like, I really want No Man's Sky. And I was like, yeah, it, look, it got so many bad reviews. And she was like, I want it. And I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think with Pokemon, it's like you have the fans, right? And you're, they're going to buy the game, whether it's bad or not. You know, I mean, you have people like us who obviously like, I don't know, I bought both of them. Like, you know, it's like, so they got it twice from me. And uh, I think with the reviews and everything, yeah, I I think it would definitely benefit them, obviously, to get this fixed or at least somewhat fixed before Christmas, because you're going to get it in the hands of a lot more people. And then they're all going to be just as disappointed as we all were on November 18th when we booted up the game. Um, But I don't know that they'll be able to do that by what is that two weeks from now three weeks from now yeah so i don't know but if they could incrementally make things better they don't need to like 
I think a lot of people will be okay knowing they're fixing things. And if it doesn't all happen at the same time, like people will be okay as long as they see progress uh, or okay enough to be, to, to believe that they're going to fix it overall. But um, I don't see that happening in the next couple of weeks. The announcement helps for believing that they will fix it, but it's hard to see that happening before the holidays. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. I, I don't know how hard it is to develop a game. <laughs> I would assume that like making Pokemon's eyes go to sleep during a battle is, is, is probably an easier update to push than <laughs> yep. trying to fix the frame rate of an open world game. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't think that like. They were like, let's do all the easy stuff first and then work on the frame rate. I'm sure it's been being worked on, right? Like you just, that's in a different patch that they're going to push and it's just not ready yet. So, okay. So uh, I think a common, I think a common complaint in Pokemon games for the last couple of years is the lack of uh, voice acting. There are some people very adamant for voice acting. There are some people that don't care about voice acting. I, I was a, I think it's been said on this podcast, I was a um, really big Destiny player, and what always struck me to be really weird is in the Destiny community, everyone was always mad that like your character didn't speak, and everyone else in the game spoke, and it like never bothered me, because I was just like, I, 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 my character's me, I'm just standing here, just give me the information, I'm going to do the thing. And then people got really excited when like your personal character finally spoke. Um, and I think they had like one voice for it. And I was like, yeah, I guess that's fine. But people were adamant about it, uh, about that. Uh, I think some people really liked that there was, I think Zelda, I'm pretty sure Zelda and a couple other characters in Breath of the Wild finally like spoke. They had like voice, v- voice acting. Yes. And I was like, a little. I, this doesn't make the game any more enjoyable for me. I I, I I totally get that some people like loved it or were really excited. I just I just don't care. All, all I'm saying is I'm in the camp that I personally don't really care mm-hmm. that much. Uh, I do think during the peers thing in Sword and Shield, I think that was the first point where I was like, yeah, this is really awkward because you you made a singer. And I think the only reason it, it came off awkward is because I felt like they did it pretty okay in Black Black Two White Two. Like, I think Roxy's Gym felt better as a musical venue than Pierce's area. Maybe because, like, they, there wasn't, like, voice acting, but the song that they played, like, spelled out Pokemon. I don't know if anyone remembers the song from Black I, 2 White 2. <laughs> Maybe one Too of the better. Too long ago. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this got mis- misquoted, of course. Uh so I think the one of the things that drive me crazy with certain Pokemon fans, or m- maybe they're not actually Pokemon fans, is they they'll they'll crop certain like interviews to make it seem way worse than it is. Uh, so the the, <laughs> yeah. the crop here, I'll read I'll read the crop. This is from Amori. Amori has been the game director for the last couple games. Uh, pretty much, Amori took charge when Masuda took a step back. We've talked about this before. Um, uh, so Amori's quote was. But f- but the other reason is uh is, the other reason is one of the characters one blah, 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 blah. there we go I get the quote right <laughs> but the other reason is one of character image in the sense of when you play a game if you've got a voice on that character that instantly provides to the player an image a feel for that character that they don't generate themselves it's pushed on them 
from the development side. Whereas if we have a really, if we have really flavorful text for those characters, but no voice, the players can create their own image of a character as they are playing. It's something uh, we'd really like to encourage as we are creating games. So this is this this is uh, part of the quote, uh, and the, the tweet is like, "Look at." Game Freak's just lazy. They want you to put the own voice in. That's not the full quote. I have the full quote here. <laughs> but it's like, why Why are we just pushing that narrative? Right. right. Well, that's weird that like any quote would start with the other reason. Like, <laughs> it's like, wait a second. There's clearly like you're missing half of what's going on here. Yep. Before, you know, when you're misquoting or not misquoting, but like just taking it out of context, I guess. Which is, I mean, that's what the internet's for, to take things out of context. So, uh, checks out, but I, I imagine the full quote makes a whole different argument to this. Yeah, and also just this, this interview wasn't because of Scarlet and Violet. This interview was a couple years ago, but... Um, okay. That's important context. That's also, All, important. Yeah, also important context, right? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think Amori has spoken recently about scarlet and violet i think the last time amori really spoke was around the time of sword and shield and then the national deck stuff i think kind of they kind of put a halt on the interviews there at that they point. were like yeah never mind we don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> uh so the whole quote is uh amori says there are sort of two main reasons so first this is an rpg with a lot of text and we're localizing it and then releasing it in nine different languages at the same time so from a purely practical point of view, uh, actually getting it organized and carrying out all the voice recordings, the corrections, and so on in nine different languages for release on the same exact day is something that would be incredibly difficult. So it's one of the reasons we haven't chosen to do it. And then the other reason is like the sense of when you play the game, the voice of the character, the, the quote I just said. Right. Big piece of information that was left out <laughs> of that of that quote. I mean, that feels like I don't know. I feel like if I saw that entire quote, I would a little bit, I'd be a little bit more like understanding of it. Yeah. Cause when you do read the second half, it's kind of like, they're just basically like, use your imagination. We're not going to give you the full, like yeah. the full character. Uh, Logistical first quote, reasons. Yeah, yeah. That first quote definitely makes it a little bit, uh, I don't know, easier to understand or like to sympathize with, I guess, or empathize with. Yeah, the second half of the quote, you know these characters are going to be voiced in the anime, in Pokemon Masters anyways, mm -hmm. but the first part, the logistical part, that at least adds more concrete reasoning. Yeah, for sure. There, There's a lot of dialogue in Pokemon games, uh, and line, nine languages is a lot. I, I don't know, I, I think of like a AAA game like The Last of Us, which has a lot of cutscenes and a lot of dialogue, and I, is I, I don't know. Is that game localized nine different times? I don't think so. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you can play the game in English. I don't know if you can go in and switch it to Japanese and then... I don't know. I have no clue. I have no idea. I know... So, like, you were saying earlier, like, Zelda Breath of the Wild, wasn't there... I know people were speedrunning it in German because it would be the quickest for dialogue and for, like, the, the voice stuff was... And so I think it, that was in different languages. I think the voice... There was, but there wasn't a lot of um, voice acting in that game at all, if I remember correctly. I think it was just a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, other games have done it, but I just think I'm also not someone who really like needs 
the the voice acting though in a video game uh especially because kind of weird if they have your character voice acting when it's supposed to be you like you were saying like it's supposed to be you so how are they supposed to do that for the millions of people that pick up the game unless they're like hey you have like you know 15 different options for voices and then that's just a whole that's then 15 times nine or right that's a whole different problem <laughs> so yeah i mean i'm never gonna happen <laughs> i don't know if anyone was like i'm not buying destiny because my character doesn't speak like <laughs> i don't think that was like ever like and that's that I, I i'd be curious of like if they're trying to sell more copies and they're trying to prioritize like what they can do new or or what would bring more people to the table I'm sure voice acting was talked about, but it's like in the three years in these development cycles, which already seem pretty tight, as as we can tell with Scarlet and Violet, where you know things were missing and eyes weren't closing and frame rates bad, it doesn't even seem like if they, even if they wanted to, it didn't seem like they had time to. <laughs> right, I don't, I I don't say, think there's like, like five people sitting at Game Freak being like, "Well, we started the voice acting thing." It's just like. <laughs> I don't think anyone over at Game Freaks just like being like, well, you know, I was going to do the voice acting thing and they didn't. Uh, I, I, I reached out to some people. We just didn't like just seems like everyone's busy doing other stuff. Yeah, Again, absolutely. I'm not saying voice acting like I think I think would have benefited some instances of that game, especially one of the gym leaders in Scarlet and Violet. It didn't make or break it for for me. Um I I totally see where people are coming from. Like I I've seen the like I'm going to be Nimona's voice actor, and I'm going to I've seen it on TikTok. I've seen it on Twitter of like people who they're very serious about voice acting. They use the Pokemon games, uh, and yeah, they're they're very talented. It's very good. I totally understand. But like, yeah, it it it's not a big selling point for me, right? But when was that interview from? Uh, it was it like a, shortly was after Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee. Oh, okay. Got it. So, so it after a, Let's a Go, but before ago. Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like four years ago then? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's... I definitely thought that that was recent. More recent than... More recent. But... Yeah. Is it Pokemon? I know... Um, it might even be Zelda. There's a game where you don't talk, and they make... They, like... They make a point of it. They're like, oh, you're you're shy. Oh, you never you never speak. And I can't remember if that was in Breath of the Wild. They did or that in Destiny. Was, did they do that in Destiny? Where they like they'd, they'd they be like, like, oh, not saying anything for yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I always thought that was funny. <laughs> That's also kind of a characteristic of Link in at least most of the Zelda games. Okay, I yeah, don't I thought it was Breath in Breath of the Wild well enough. Yeah, I think it was in Breath of the Wild where they they keep like mentioning the fact that you don't speak. Oh throughout yeah, the entire game. It's a running yeah. joke at this point. Right, right, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> I know, like, Bravely Default, I think your only language options were, were your only voice language options were um, English and Japanese. And I know, I think that was the same for, like, Persona 5, where there's, there's a, there's a, <laughs> the anime crew of, you know, I only want to watch my anime in Japanese, so they do that with their games as well. They'll, like, switch, um, Gosh, I can't remember that dude's name from Persona Five. They want to they want to hear his voice in Japanese the entire time. <laughs> it's, it's blanking on me. I'll I'll figure it out after the break. Um, yeah, uh, more so. I wanted to bring up the voice acting because it was going around as like misinformation of like no, they've they've addressed it before. 
they've they said it's it's just a lot of work um and if i'm if in in this situation if i'm picking between frame rate and voice acting i'm gonna pick frame rate myself but i could understand somebody being like ah oh, voice acting is more important i get it yes more important i don't know <laughs> I don't, uh, <laughs> i'm there sure very there's few someone people. out there <laughs> i mean i'm sure there is someone out there i'm sure you'll get like tweets or something but i can't imagine like it just feels like performance should be uh the the top level there over over voice acting but uh no that's just my just my opinion uh like i said like i said i i, I wouldn't be upset if they put it in if, for me it's just not not a selling point uh, what are we at here for time cool Exactly 30 minutes. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, I went to LA for the Ultra Beast event. Talk about that. There's a new Keldeo event that people are upset about, which is fair, which is fair. We've done this $8 dance before. Uh, So (laughs) we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. Getting weeknight dinners right is easier than ever, of course, with our favorite sponsor, Every Plate, which is America's best value meal kit. Our days are jam-packed. You got to leaves. You got to harvest pumpkins. Every Plate is going to take making a meal off the table for you and make it super easy. And it's going to be cheap. You don't have to spend a lot of money. If you think meal kits are too expensive, think again. Every Plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. And with food prices at grocery stores going up, you can count on every plate to be an absolute great value week after week. Steve, how is your every plate experience going? <laughs> you think meal kits are too expensive. You have not been to the grocery store recently. Yeah, you have not. I spent another $250 last week. I'm pretty Two sure. People. I remember when a 12-pack of soda was like $3.99. It is like $9. It's a 12-pack of soda. Back in my day, we used to go to the grocery store and a dollar candy bar was a dollar and now it's $2.50. I have not had a bad every plate meal. I say this every time. I have still yet to have a bad every plate meal. And and look, I don't like to cook. I have cooked before, <laughs> but even I was able to make an every plate meal. Um, they're very convenient. They're very easy. It shows up on your doorstep, comes in this nice little fancy box put the fancy box in the in the fridge and you put the little meat if you're not using it into the freezer and then you get your your little uh infographics instructions that's what they're called instructions i was like okay and then you make you make your meals you're saving money you're saving time and you're having some good spicy chicken although i haven't seen this place oh they had an option where you could add macaroni and cheese like you could add like a bucket of mac and cheese did you i did it was so good it was so worth it (laughs) i was very into the mac and cheese so you can get your first box for just a dollar and 49 cents per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering the code super effective 149 so yeah again you can get started with every plate for just a dollar 49 per meal on your first box by going to everyplate.com and entering our code super effective 149 This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like having a first aid kit but not keeping it stocked up. Most of the time, you'll probably be okay. But then what if suddenly you get into a horrible accident and there's nothing in your first aid kit to help? Everyone could benefit from a VPN. Your data is valuable. 
people who hack, they they take your data and they sell it. And they can make like a thousand dollars a person selling your information to somebody else. Your emails, your pictures, your name, whatever. You put a lot of things on the internet. You should protect it. There's a bunch of VPN stuff out there, but ExpressVPN is the best. It's easy to use. It works on all your devices, your phones, your laptops, your tablets, and more, so you can stay secure on the go. And the main reason we went with ExpressVPN over all of these other brands is because Will has been using ExpressVPN for years. They came to us and they were like, we want to run ads. And we were like, perfect, because (laughs) we actually use your stuff. If you're somebody who travels a lot and you connect to public Wi-Fi's like the airport, ExpressVPN might be for you as well. I was at the airport recently and I was like, I... There's a lot of these Wi-Fi say airport in it, and I actually don't know which one's the real one, but this one's faster than this one, but I'm not sure if it's official. That's when I turned on ExpressVPN, and I felt significantly safer. Secure your online data today by by visiting expressvpn.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. That is e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n dot com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And by doing that, you can get an extra three months free. ExpressVPN.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. And we are back from our break. Some Pokemon Go stuff to to get through here. Uh, Kind of a lot of Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, Almost forgot about this. We'll start off with this uh, first, which is the... Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn, uh, which I think we all saw coming since they did Kanto and Chota. <laughs> uh-huh. They like their patterns. And this will be the first time to get shiny Jirachi. There's like three people listening being like, well, you could actually get shiny Jirachi and opt out Gale, Gale of Darkness Coliseum. Kind, yeah, kind of. I mean, <laughs> a little bit. A lot of RNG manipulation that needs to happen there for that to work, but <laughs> you do you. No, there was a shiny Jirachi. There's been two shiny Jirachi events, I think, that were exclusive to Japan. It was the Tana Bata, Tana Bana Festival. Tana Bata. Yeah, yeah. there we go. This is the only <laughs> reason Hannah was here, because I knew that she knew what it was called. <laughs> Perfect. I mean, I don't know. I don't actually know if it's right. I just know how to pronounce it. Yes. <laughs> I believe they, they do that festival every single year, but yeah. two of those years they have given out um, shiny Jirachi. And I think there might have been a shiny Jirachi given out in Korea for a specific like opening for a store or something. Um, but this would be America's official, and that's all that matters, right? Everyone only cares about America. <laughs> this would be America's first shiny Jirachi given. Well, depends on what Niantic considers given. Yeah, given is a is a loosely used there. They are doing this in Vegas uh, at Sunset Park, which I have been told is actually a fantastic park. It's it's it looks like it's south of the airport, um, and I think the 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 strip the the Vegas strip is like slightly north of the airport, so. If you were to uh, wanting to avoid that, it seems very possible to avoid that. <laughs> hey, and Niantic listened. 
I think, uh, you know, I was, you know, I've said, I've said that multiple times when I was in Germany or when I was in Seattle and people are like, oh, how are you playing for multiple days? You know, Niantic did give me, we called it the super ticket. Niantic gave me the super ticket so I could play every day. Um, spoil, uh, maybe I, I, I very privileged. I understand they more shinies, whatever. Um, the whole point of me playing multiple days was like to show people what they're missing, right? Like it was a marketing ploy by Niantic. They want, they want people to see the event, so then they go, oh, I want to go to that, right? You know, if playing eight hours of Pogo every day in the sun, walking with a backpack on, isn't the, the best way to play. But, um, <laughs> you know, some people were like, I want to play for multiple days. I get it. Uh, like, um, when, um, somebody in the Slack, their name is Steel. She's really great. She was like, I would love to play multiple days just because I don't want to play the full day. I just want to play a couple hours every day and I would pay for that experience. Totally understand, right? Like, not everyone wants to just do eight hours super hard on a Saturday. Some people might want to do like three hours, take a two hour break, do another three hours and then, you know, make up those two hours or whatever the next day. I get it. Niantic is providing you that option (laughs) if you would like to pay for it. (laughs) Of course. So, uh, the, the event is February 18th and 19th in Vegas from 10 to 6. It's, if you buy your ticket now, it's $25. If you wait till af, if you wait till January 1st, it'll be $30 after that. You get, so for that $25, even though it says February 18th and 19th, you are only picking one of those days. It's not 25 for both days. It's 25 for one. Mm-hmm. You can add on another day. For $25. <laughs> so, if you would like to play the whole weekend, which Niantic doesn't care, you can give them 50 bucks. Totally up to you if that weekend is worth $50 to you. I know for a lot of Pokemon fans, it is. On top of that, though, do you love raids? Because Niantic <laughs> would like to offer you a $15 add-on, which will get you 8 Teen raid passes, 5,000 extra experience for each raid completed, six additional candy for catching Pokemon in five-star raids, and three additional XL candy for catching Pokemon in five-star raids. Bobby, how do you feel about this deal? Would you, so, are you, are you a raid lover? So, I, yeah, I mean, I laugh at this, except I know that if I had the, like I said before, I can't go to Vegas this time because I'm going to be somewhere else that weekend, but if I could... I would probably buy all of these things. <laughs> so, it gets up to $80 or something like that. Well, yeah, it you does. know, going to Vegas, there's a lot of other places in Vegas I could spend $80 that would be a lot yeah. worse than Pokemon Go. So That's true. That's true. You know. Hannah, would Very you pay true. for the $15 raid lover? I, hmm. If I was there in person, I probably would. Exactly. I think <laughs> that's... <laughs> <laughs> I I think that going there in person, fifteen dollars to enhance the experience enough is good. I also like that there is a solid number on how many extra XL candy you get, mm-hmm. as opposed to this last event where you could pay for the five dollar ticket and it that. said you got extra XL candy, and yet, yeah. <laughs> you know, I I am one of those people. I paid the $5 for the Hoenn tour, right? Okay, so to be mm-hmm. fair, to be fair, because I, I saw this on Reddit, I saw this on Twitter, of people who were like, why would you pay for it? You get five free raid passes. Who is doing more than five raids in the three hours? And I, 
well, me because I, I I can go to Mall of America and there are there are ten to twelve gyms there, and every hour those ten to twelve gyms refresh. Like if I was mm-hmm. to do all of them, that would be like thirty raids. So. Right. The five dollars was like worth it to me because it was cheaper than just buying six rate passes, right? And that but makes like, sense. Yeah, if you live in if you live in a, like a small town that has two gyms, yeah, you're only going to see six raids in the three hours. Like I get it, but like for me, it was it was worth it. Um, I would buy the raid lover as well because if I'm pay if I'm playing eight hours just for one day, I am probably going to do 18 raids, assuming that Sunset Park has a bunch of gyms, which I'm sure it does. Um, if people are if, if people are telling me that it's a great place to play, I'm assuming it has a lot of gyms. And Well, if they're giving you 18 free raid passes and then they don't have any, like, it's like you get there and there's one gym that, that you know, I feel like that would not be a good look for Niantic. So right. There yeah. must be some opportunity or they're going to add stuff in for that weekend or something. If you're an egg enthusiast for $15, you can get one fourth the hatch distance, three times the hatch XP, three times the hatch candy, three times the hatch stardust, and you get an increased chance of 10k eggs from spinning Pokestops and photo discs. Gotta love it. I think Gotta love that it. this one is a complete ripoff. Yeah. But you'd do I it agree. anyway. I, I wouldn't do, do this it. one. I don't know if I'd do this no? one. <laughs> I would totally still do it. I mean, <laughs> Bobby is a sucker for incubators. They're, they're the biggest scam in Pogo. <laughs> they are the biggest scam in Pogo. That is true. And yet I still buy them when the events pop up where it's like, oh, less distance to hatch? Of course I need to buy some incubators. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> I did recently for the whole Noibat thing. Uh, I wanted a shiny Noibat. I didn't get one. I got a bunch Bang. of non-shiny Noibat. Um, yep. But sometimes, especially <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when there when there's lowered uh, hatch distance, I will just walk a whole bunch with my one free incubator and get as much as I can out of that. I don't know if I would pay for something to just do that because you really have to add the incubators to make it worth it. Right. If the egg enthusiast came with, like, even if it came with, like, three incubators, I feel like it would be a slightly better deal. But, like, yep. I I don't know who, who, there's always one person out there. I know, I know. But I don't know who is buying the egg enthusiast but not buying incubators. Because it feels like if, if you're just using your free incubator and then you're paying $15, I feel like you're literally throwing away money. Yeah. Because you're just not definitely... hatching enough. I definitely missed the fact here. I'm looking at the just on the website. Like I definitely missed the fact that they're they're not giving you any incubators for this. Yeah, no, they're not. <laughs> I, <laughs> that's awful. And I'd still do it. So. <laughs> More people than not would rather just take fifteen dollars, give me some incubators, and then like remove the like hatch candy or remove the stardust. Like I feel like if you're a hatch enthusiast or an egg enthusiast. You would want to hatch as many as possible, and this is literally just giving you bonuses of ha- uh, like you're the, still required to buy the incubators. The correct term, Steve, is egg enthusiast. Egg, my right. mistake. How dare? How dare? Okay, so if you if you if you if you want to play both days, you do the early bird. You're saving five dollars twenty five. You add on the second day another twenty five. You add on both of these. You are looking at 
$80 in Pogo for the weekend. Um, and that is not extra raid passes. That is not star pieces. That is not lucky eggs. That is, that is and just that's most likely just gen three. Also, if you think about that, right? Cause it's the Hoenn tour. Mm-hmm. So you're paying $80 for Hoenn. And probably not all of it. And <laughs> uh, yeah, you look yeah, at so Kecleon, do, probably not. So do we, do we think they're going to do Kecleon here? No. I am pretty certain there was a part of the website that said something along the lines of catch no. all of the Pokemon in Hoenn, and then they changed it. To most. To right? most. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I am pretty convinced Kecleon is not coming. Yep. <laughs> Which Same. is a shame, because I was, I was kind of relying on that Platinum Medal. For, for the lo- level up? <laughs> yeah. 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 I think this is a cool way to do Primal Groudon and Kyogre. I think them debuting at this event is like really uh, makes it feel like a little bit more special instead of just like dropping them uh, out of nowhere. Uh, I think that's like good timing also to have those those pop up. There there is a worldwide. I keep the the the, the go tour dot Pokemon go live. It, it, it's such a hard website to navigate. I I. Should have pinned the page. Yes. Okay, there is yeah. a global tour, which was very confusing because they're like confusing in the sense that the Kanto tour and the Johto tour took place during the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. And so there wasn't ever an option of a, a a location to actually go to. I think the Johto tour had a location in Mexico. It was oh, the next right. day, though. Yeah. It was like only on Sunday, it and was it wasn't in, uh, Monterey, right? Yeah, or yes. Monterey right. for the American people. And uh, it was supposed to be in three locations, but I believe oh yeah two of the locations canceled it yep. because of the because of COVID restrictions. Yes, yep. I think yeah. you're right. I think but that you're was right. only Sunday, and it wasn't. It was like it was Sunday, and it was Kanto, wasn't it? Like it was during the Johto tour, but the whole point oh, of it, it was because you're going yeah, back you're right. to Kanto, like you did in the oh right, summer. right, 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 yep. right, 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 right. Yeah. There yeah. was there was some thought put in. It just <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was something there. It was there's, something there. There's something there. <laughs> this okay. is an improvement, but there was, you know, this is the. I like the idea. So the Pokemon Go Tour Hoenn Global is a global event that will happen on Saturday, the twenty fifth to Sunday the twenty sixth, ten to six. And from what Niantic told me, that that's free, that you can just do it, which which is the same for the Kanto and the Johto. It was free. But you were very mm-hmm. limited in what you could do in the the free, right? Like yeah. you, I could show up at the Mall of America for the Kanto tour, and I could do Tauros and Kangaskhan and and Farfetch. Like I could just, they, mm-hmm. they can't stop me from doing those. They're not going to stop me from giving them dollars to do Farfetch. Um, but I, the things you couldn't do, like you couldn't get, you didn't well, have like the, the quest line of like collecting them all, which then would have gave you more stuff, like. Well, yeah, I think it led to Shiny Mew back in the Kanto tour. Yes. Yeah, yeah. the masterwork research is always paid. Yeah, yeah. And also, there was like the increased Shiny chance. Mm-hmm. I think that was a thing in Kanto tour as well, if you paid. I don't think that was free. Yes, I think the so. increased Shiny chance. Or, well, like, it was, you paid, but also you had to turn on an incense, and the incense would give you specific Pokemon that free people didn't see. That as well. Was that for the can- Yeah, I don't know. That yeah, was either Kanto tour. I think that was for a yeah. tour. I think that was just for GoFest last year. Oh. I thought you I could, could only get like fan 
Fan-Pi off an incense during the Johto tour. Like, he, like Fan-Pi wouldn't spawn in the wild. And then the other... Fan-Pi was, like, sil- gold, and then, like, the other one was, like, yeah. silver. And that was, the like... the version exclusives. Yeah. 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 Yep. Uh, which I haven't talked about version exclusive here, but to be fair, the event's, like, 90 days away. So I'm, sh- I'm sure there'll be more details. Uh, but your selling points are shiny Jirachi... Uh, new Ultra Wormhole Re, whatever. Uh, Primals, Pokemon that couldn't be shiny cannot be shiny. Like I think Gulpin is one of the ones that can't be shiny but will be shiny. Relicanth would be another one. Relicanth shiny is so good. It is really it good. Is. Shiny one. Uh, and they say new features and items. Check back soon for more info. Yeah, so they're <laughs> they're not done selling this. Although, like, look. If you're look, I don't. If you're looking at this, you're probably you've probably made your decision of like I'm going to Vegas or I'm not, right? I think. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know what else Niantic has to do to convince you to go to Vegas. Either you're you're going to go to Vegas or you're just going to wait for the the next weekend where the event is global. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to try to go. Uh, I I personally like in person Pogo events. I I think they're really great. Um, at least for me. Vegas is, I think, a pretty cheap. I think for most people in the United States, Vegas is a pretty cheap flight because they want you to go to Vegas and they absolutely they, they get <laughs> you with the other things in Vegas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that works out. Speaking of going places, uh, I will full disclosure: Niantic paid for my flight and my hotel to go out to LA for the Ultra Beast event. I know there was complaints of like, why was this event planned on Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, I just want to remind people that Pokemon Go is a worldwide game and one country celebrating a holiday doesn't mean all the countries are celebrating a holiday. But they had an event in London and they had an event in LA and it was good. It was okay. I think if you were this, what I would say is it was 100% not worth traveling to, uh, like not worth the, the hotel and the flight. But if you were in the area, it was a free event. Um, I don't think Niantic released numbers, but from what one of the security guards said, the real source, the real source that <laughs> that when they have events in the it was the ovation, I think um, they mm-hmm. said the the capacity for the ovation is 4000 people. They were turning away people um, at a certain point. It seemed like if you got there at. I think the event started at. Seven. Yeah, and they started handing out tickets at six. And I think as long as you were, you were there at six, you got a ticket. Like they, it, it didn't seem like people were away. Uh, now I heard different reports in L- uh, London. I heard that like so many people in London got turned away, and I can't speak to that. I wasn't there. I can only just read what I read online. But it seemed like in LA, if you wanted to go to it and you showed up right at six to get a ticket, you got a ticket. Well. I mean, at Thanksgiving, right? I yeah. Think, like, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Not having it in London. Yeah, right. That that <laughs> so. makes more sense. Um yeah. tickets were free. There were they had two counters. They had like a north counter and a south counter because the ovation had multiple ways to get into it. You just stood in line, they gave you a little wristband, and then they gave you a postcard. On the postcard was a QR code. Scanning that QR code gave you an in-game medal, and then it showed then it unlocked the gyms. You could see the gyms um that were happening. And then there was a little quest line. Uh, that started before the Ultra Beast thing, where it was like catch a Pokemon that um, Kartana is weak against, and then you did that, you would get a Pokemon, and then it would be like catch a Pokemon that Celesteela is weak against. So that was kind of like it was, oh, it cool. was, it was a cute, yeah, 
And then at the end of that, you got like a free raid pass. Um, I don't know if the ticket. I don't know if you scanning the ticket gave you free raid passes. I'm unsure of that because Niantic personally gave me like 10 free raid passes or something before the event started, um, which they they do time to time. They're like, we want you to make content. So here's a one. OK, okay thanks. Um, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would have bought them anyways, I guess. So the event was pretty straightforward. They uh, right at seven o'clock, they had this huge countdown. Um, Nyligo came out of the ultra wormhole. They had this projection of like the ultra wormhole on the wall. And what was really <laughs> cool is they actually had the ultra beast music to the ultra beast. So they had Nyligo's music. They had Buzzwell's music. They had Cartana's oh, music. That's and it was, cool. I nice was touch. very, yeah. I was very worried it was just going to be like the standard like Canto Route yeah. One music the entire <laughs> time, but it was actually the Sun and Moon music for the Ultra Beast. Yeah, so each Ultra Beast lasts about ten minutes. Uh, lobbies filled instantly. Obviously, there wasn't a single lobby where I wasn't level twenty in. There were so many players though, and I think this, I think this just kind of. Goes to show for maybe the hardcore people that think everyone plays this game and everyone's level 40 and everyone has all these Pokemon or care. There were just an overwhelming amount of people in all the raids I went that were like level 22, 23. Like mm -hmm. it was very rare to see like a level 40. Um, I mean, you saw some level 50s, obviously, the hardcore people that probably drove three hours to get there to like play, but just. So many under level 40 people. Um, uh, to be fair, some of them did mega. So I was like, oh, yeah, I brought your mega. Great. Get that extra candy. You do you. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think just to take a step back, I think we we, you know, we just talked about the the Hoenn tour. And for some people, Pogo is like a once a weekend kind of game where they they boot it up they they play for a little bit and they're very happy and then you know they wait till the next event and not every mm -hmm. event applies to everyone but niantic at least did a good job i i posted on like social media they had like uh people caring like ultra beast are coming like yeah. you know end is near and they were paying these people to like and it was really great because one of the one of the ladies she deserves all, all she uh, hopefully niantic paid her really well but you know, she'd shout at you that Ultra Beasts are coming and like the world is ending and stuff. And then people would like stop and listen. And then they would be like, and she'd be like, right up there, right up there, this way, this way to the Ultra Beast. And then she'd be like, it's totally free. Here you go. Like, have a really great time. <laughs> like, like she was like in character. And then like, as soon as she was done doing her pitch, she would be like, hey, it starts in like 15 minutes. It's totally free. Like, enjoy yourself. And like, she would push it. And they did a really good job at, like, you know, selling out the free event. And it seemed like when I was there, everyone had a great time. Um, the ending was a little lackluster. The final Pokemon that came out was Celestila, which everyone cheered. Again, I think it goes, like, you know, if you were using Genie or whatever those apps are to, like, you know, get the Southern Hemisphere Pokemon. You, you already have Celestila, but, like, people cheered really loud for Celestila because... It's not normally in the Northern Hemisphere. Like, they were very excited to get it. I mean, myself included. I was like, I didn't have time to do that. I was I was traveling. So, I was like, I got Celestia now. But, yeah, it was it was, uh, it was was a good event. Um, and so, I, I hope that Niantic does, like, more of that kind of stuff, which is just, like, pick a city, totally free. If you missed it, it's not the end of the world. But it's nice for the people that are there locally. Um, 
or you know i would have i would have probably you know if you were an hour or two away i think it was worth driving to i mean i was i am two hours away from los angeles and but that's like i'm two hours away if there's no traffic and there's never no traffic in la so it was (laughs) going to be yeah it would have been three or four hours i think both ways uh to get there and it was also the two days after thanksgiving so Mm -hmm. it was just you know was not going to work but if it was really any other weekend i probably would have just driven up there to do it uh but yeah just not the best timing or like it doesn't even it's not even that it was on thanksgiving weekend but if there was more time to prepare for that it would have been so had they told us about it like a month before you know or just a little bit of time before to be like oh there's this event like a live in-person event happening in los angeles it had been like oh okay well i can maybe change some things around since we're like a month out but it was what two weeks maybe a week i think they, they gave people like a week's heads up which i don't know yeah, if it, which that was like, like intentional because they knew they couldn't hold that many people maybe yeah like, i mean that's oh, that's if, fine if we give like but... three weeks then then people are gonna plan and book hotels and uh, yeah I, I i'm not 100 percent sure on on that i guess that's true maybe they didn't want like and also flights would have been super i would imagine flights would be expensive just because of that time like thanksgiving time frame and so maybe they're like we don't want people to like make a bunch of plans to fly out here and stuff for this or something like that so we'll just make it you know sooner and then people won't have as much chance to do that well i I flew out on black friday um and the airport was was fun dead completely (laughs) dead and then when i flew back on sunday the airport was bussing (laughs) which makes sense right like i don't think a lot of people are flying out the day after thanksgiving i think most people are coming in and they're spending the weekend and then they're flying out on sunday so but like yeah black friday i've never seen the airport that dead it was it was kind of nice honestly (laughs) yeah that sounds kind of (laughs) nice but that was that was like the twin city airport when i got into lax like that i i'm i don't think that airport's never not dead yeah yeah it's a weird (laughs) airport too what is our final bit of news here is oh the the keldeo event yeah Keep sharp during the <laughs> Mythical Blade event. Have you heard the sounds of hooves or see a blur gliding across the water recently? Then you might have caught a glimpse of the mythical Pokemon Keldeo, the cult Pokemon. Ordinary form Keldeo will be coming to the world of Pokemon Go in a ticketed special research story event. Regardless of where whether you have a ticket or not, you can enjoy the appearance of the fighting type Pokemon alongside Keldeo's arrival. Uh, this will start Tuesday... September 6th from 10 a.m. to Sunday, December 11th from 8 p.m. For $7.99. Niantic likes this price a lot. They do. You will be able to pick up an exclusive special research, something extraordinary during the weekend. Spark is taking a picture by the waterfront, but what could it be? Uh, It's blurry Keldeo. Tickets will be available (laughs) during the special research leading up to an encounter with Keldeo in ordinary form from Tuesday Sunday, ticket holders will gain access to a special research story. Uh, to receive the research, you must open Pokemon Go at some point between sun- Saturday, December 10th and Sunday, December 11th. After you receive the special research, you can complete it at every any time. So for $7.99, $7.99, you're getting a t-shirt in the game, not a real-life t-shirt, in-game t-shirt. You're getting 14 rare candy. Look, I talk to Niantic employees all the time. 
I don't know who is over there deciding exactly how much rare candy somebody should be getting for a, a price. Uh, you're getting 12 silver pinaps. You're getting two incubators, two super incubators, two incense, various water type and fighting type encounters, and more. And then you're getting Keldeo. So your ticket will also give you increased incense encounters. For ticket holders, the following Pokemon will exp- will appear more frequently. Machop, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, Hitmontop, Beldum, Timepole, and Ferocid. A Crabrawler is de- debuting. Um, <laughs> I love Crabrawler. I'm actually quite excited about Crabrawler debuting. About time. And they're giving, uh, they're giving um, Tracheon and Verizian uh, special new moves, right? They're giving them. Oh, it says featured attack. I don't think they're. Oh, Sacred Sword, Sacred Sword. You had to scroll down. Um, and there will be a collection challenge to do. Uh, so that's that's the event. So it seems like you you can buy the event on Tuesday, but you have to log in on Saturday or Sunday to like start the Keldeo quest line. This was Victini all over again, right? Wasn't that a Victini <laughs> thing as well? That was any yeah, that was the GoFest thing that Will, Will didn't Will didn't open up his app or something and yes. missed because Will was at Victini a wedding, research. so he yeah. bought the Go he bought the GoFest ticket. He was at a wedding. He didn't open his app, therefore he never got Victini. Yeah. I this might be I don't think this is the first time they said you need to open your app in order to get the thing. This might be the second or third time, but like it, it's always I think Celebi was like that as well. Spiritune's been like that in the past for Halloween stuff. Like mm-hmm. must uh, open your app to get quest. Yeah, you have to open it to start to like kick off the the research. Which is mm-hmm. a really weird uh, whatever they're doing there to make it so that they open something up and then they must close it, but it's just weird to spend money and then I guess it makes sense, right? If you spend money on a movie and you don't go to see the movie when the movie starts, you're going to miss the movie. Yeah. I, I, I get it, but it's I, just... I yeah, that logic weird. is good. I mean, <laughs> you're just like... You, it, yeah, I mean, you buy a battle pass in Fortnite and then you decide not to play it. You, you don't get it. It just it doesn't make it any better, right? You gave them the money. Right. It just it does kind of yeah. suck. Here's the question that I have, though. Hannah, did you buy the seven ninety nine Mr. Mime event? I did not. Oh, okay. I definitely did not. Not that one. <laughs> you did, though. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I bought I it because think... I really liked the pose, honestly. And so, See, and I, I do like poses. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> you know, the pose poses by itself for five bucks. I do really like the Mr. Mime pose. I was like, ah, to me. And I think I think I remember that episode where Greg was like, I would never use any of the items, so it's not mm-hmm. worth it to me. And I was like, well, I want the pose, so that's $5 on its own, or mm-hmm. would be $5. I'm doing air quotes for the audio podcast. <laughs> and I was like, all these items are way more than $5, and I'm going to use all of those items. So to me, it was worth it. If it, I, I didn't care about Mr. Mime. He was just like, oh, I got Mr. Mime. Cool. <laughs> Bobby, I think, Come paid on. the $7.99. Of course I paid the seven ninety nine. Have you know me at all? <laughs> I'm the one who didn't. <laughs> Are you more willing, Hannah, to pay the seven ninety nine for Keldeo, or is this is this a no deal for you? Maybe if it was fifteen rare candy, not fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say that it was an ethical decision that I didn't want to pay the the money for the Mister Mime, but most of it was just that I don't like the Mister Mime. So mm. and I do like Keldeo. 
And I, I think that I probably will pay for this one. I also like that there are incubators in there. Um, there are. When it feels right. like a little nice extra bonus, I like getting oh, yeah. them. I'm not yeah. usually one to buy them specifically. But you can hold on them on the for Caldeo. the egg enthusiast, then you can give them $15 and then. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I could if I was going. I don't know if I will. Um, the Keldeo and the shirt, even though it's not a shirt that I will probably wear, I do like having the items in game. I, cl- I changed my avatar's clothing a bunch. Um, and the incubators, those three things I like. And Keldeo is a nice Pokemon. Yeah, I like Eldio. Um <laughs> I, I I I know I'm in this weird camp where I I th- okay, so if, I have to like lay this out. There are people on Facebook or eBay that just sell like hacked Pokémon, right? Like if you want a shiny Charizard in Sword and Shield, you can you can pay somebody on eBay like 2 bucks. They made it mm-hmm. in like PK Hex, right? They made it in like some sort of external program they duplicate them they just sell them clearly it works right like you go to these ebay profiles and they have like eight thousand things sold and it's like well just do the math math you sold eight thousand pokemon for two bucks each clearly you're making money mm-hmm. um i would never in a million years buy a shiny Char- pk hex charizard for two dollars on ebay somebody out there <laughs> is doing that there's also uh, Facebook groups dedicated to this, right? There are, there are discords and Facebook groups dedicated to also selling shiny Pokemon. It's why, you know, when you were in Sword and Shield or, or other games before, you get wonder traded a shiny Pokemon. It says uh, PokemonName.com, right? Like, yeah. like they <laughs> want you to go to that website. And then when you get there, you realize they're selling Pokemon. I think Pokemon Go has definitely become a pay for this Pokemon experience. And I don't necessarily know if Niantic wanted it to go that way, but that's what it is now, right? You pay a dollar, you get the Pokemon in the raid. You pay $20, hopefully you get the shiny Pokemon in the raid. That being said, I I clearly say, not going to pay $2 for shiny Charizard from eBay. But I have paid for Pokemon in the sense of like, this Pokemon was only in Japan, this Japanese person has a code card. I am mm-hmm. paying for the code card to then redeem the Pokemon in game. Like there was for when BDSP and Pokemon Legends launched. If you went to a specific Pokemon Center, can't remember which one it was, you could get a Piplup for both BDSP and Legends. It was a little code card. It came with two codes: one for BDSP, one for Legends. Um, all you had to do was walk into the Pokemon Center buy one thing or whatever, they give you the code card to celebrate the opening of that Pokemon Center. And there was a bunch of those on eBay, and I bought one. It was, I think it was like 15 bucks. And they mailed me, I somewhere on my desk, they mailed me the code card, I opened it up, I scratched it off, I redeemed both ones, and I, I have paid for Pokemon before, right? I paid for two Piplups. They, all they have is little ribbons. I think they're, they're, they're fine, though. I like them a lot. They go, they go in my collection in Pokemon Home. I'm very into it. So I have paid for Pokemon. Am I? Are those good decisions? No, of course not. I don't think they are, but I they make me happy. I think the deal here is bad. I think seven ninety nine for what you're getting is actually a bad deal. I don't know what makes that deal a little bit better for me. I don't know if it was like more rare candy or 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 more. Maybe if there were some lucky eggs, or maybe if there's some star pieces. I just I look at the Sounds list. Sounds like of, if there was a pose. Yeah, if there was a pose, if there was a pose definitely. It, yeah. There's a pose, definitely. 
I just feel like the $7.99 isn't getting you enough. That being said, I want an extra Keldeo. <laughs> For my collection, I'm like I'm thinking of my Pokemon Home collection of just like having an extra Keldeo, right? Like Mm-hmm. But, but, but it's weird though, because like I think it's a bad deal. But I but I'm going will to be do it. What is free. wrong with me? This is something I need to bring up in therapy. <laughs> like, look, therapist, I see that this is a bad deal, but I I I, I want the I still want the Keldeo. I think but you if want you every legitimate Pokemon. Yes. I mean, that's true. That's that's the difference there. It's also, the items also are worth more than $8. I mean, in the pricing that Niantic has put that out there <laughs> now, right? Like, you know, so I mean, like, if you showed your therapist the math, they'd be like, oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> they would be like, does this bring you joy? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I, I think the Keldeo will be free later though i mean oh yeah it's not like if you don't buy keldeo right now you will never get keldeo in pokemon go right you it know I mean, every those... mythical has eventually been free yeah it might end up in the what are they at this point elite raids maybe they could or but i think that a research will eventually happen for keldeo that will that everybody will be able to do um you'd hope so has there been one for Regigigas? Yeah, Regigigas. Well, no, that was it was EX raids right before yeah. they stopped doing EX raids. Was Regigigas? Yeah. Um, I think that you could pay for Regigigas through some sort of research, and then they did the EX raids as well. But that Regigigas yes, event was seven ninety nine, but it was an actual yeah. like event. Yeah. Like it was, it was yeah. like a, it was almost like a raid day where you got like, didn't you get like ten raid passes, and then at the end you got Regigigas and. Yeah, because you had to take pictures of Reg Ice and Reggie Rock and Reggie Steel, and you had, there was a whole thing to it when you had to catch them and everything. Um, but yeah, well, then Reggie Gigas came back at some point because you could get a shiny one. Yeah, I think it came back in regular raids. It did come back okay. in regular raids at one point because yeah, okay. the shiny one was is available is in the game as well. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, it's weird because like you have events that are bad. Like I think this event is I, I think I think a lot of people agree that the Mr. Mime event was bad, right? I think that was that was and then you have events that are completely like really good. Like they just gave us a shiny Celebi at one point for Christmas, right? It was it was like three quest lines and at the end you got shiny Celebi and you, d- you didn't have to do any work. Yeah, but they tied that to the movie, right? They yeah. tied that to the, mm-hmm. the but it's still, movie. It's still an event uh yeah. that people experience, right? Like it's like what like if if you're not listening to a Pokemon podcast and you're just opening up Pokemon Go twice a month and you're like, well, this this thing this weekend gave me a shiny Celebi and you open it up and you're like, oh, I want this pony Pokemon. Oh, why? It's not even shiny. Why am I paying eight bucks for it? And that's sure. fine. That's fine. Some 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 events are ticketed. Some are not. I I don't think we're arguing that. I just I just think that for the $7.99, you're not really getting a lot here. Is there any other way right now legitimately to get a Keldeo in the Pokemon universe? The Sword and Shield like, DLC. Oh, right, right, right. So okay, you have to spend $60, and then you have to spend another $30, <laughs> and you have to play. Mm-hmm. Like... Well... <laughs> a bunch. Like, I'm pretty sure... You could probably get to it pretty fast, because I don't... 
No, you, you do have to beat Leon. Because I don't think the Swords of Justice spawn until Leon, until you catch Calyrex. Like, I don't think the Swords of Justice okay. are there until Calyrex is caught. Because right. Peony needs to move from one place to another. And he has to say, like, oh, I see footprints or whatever. Is it, It's either mm-hmm. Peony or Sonia. Somebody has to tell you that there's footprints. And then you got to find the footprints. And then you got to... If anyone doesn't know, by the way, you can get a Keldeo in, in the DLC of Sword and Shield. This is a thing. <laughs> it's shiny locked. Uh, but you have to follow the footprints in the snow. And then that makes... Terrakion, Verizion, Cobalion, Spawn. You have to catch all three, then you have to put all three in your party, and then you have to go to like this little pot near the big tree where Zapdos, Articun, and Moltres spawns, and then Keldeo will spawn. I did a whole video about this um, on YouTube. <laughs> but you can get a Keldeo, and technically you can get as many Keldeo as you want, but you would have to do that experience over and over again. And pay $90. So you can get a Keldeo right now for $8 through Pokemon <laughs> Go. Or you can spend $90 and get a Keldeo through Sword and Shield. So when you put it in that perspective, I'll take it for 8 bucks. Here's, I, here, here's, just, a, you know, here's a real mean. thing I thought about. I went to four targets because I wanted a Marshadow code. Oh. <laughs> And and I went, targets. I, I went I went to the target I always go to and I said, hey, man, you got that Pokemon code? And he goes, we don't have them in yet. We're supposed to get them in later this week. And I was like, OK, cool. And then like a couple days later, I was at another target. I walked in. I was like, hey, you got that Pokemon code? And she was like, nope, we're all out. And I was like, OK, that's at least you know what I'm talking about. Then I went back to the original target a couple days later. And I was like, hey, you got that Pokemon code? And she was like, I don't work in electronics. Uh, I don't know where the guy is. And I was like, okay, I'll wait. And then she was like, oh, he's not coming back for like an hour. And I was like, okay, but do you have the Pokemon code? And she's like, maybe. I don't know where they would be. And I was like, okay. And then she kind of looked around and she was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't want to wait an hour. And then I went to a different target and I was like, hey, you got that Pokemon code? She's like, nope, we sold out. And I was like, well, at least you... I will get, I'll just pay $5. Somebody give me the code. I will send you $5. I don't want to go to Target anymore. Like, I, I just, <laughs> there's a certain point where, like, I don't want to go to GameStop. I don't want to go to Target. I'll just go to eBay. I'll just give somebody five bucks. And they'll send me the piece of paper in the mail. It's fine. <laughs> I feel like they're more limited than they used to be. I think so too. I felt yeah, like they keep running out. They do. Shiny Eternatus was that way as well. I yeah. went in there and she, the person I said, uh, it was GameStop for Shiny Eternatus yes. and walked in, said, hey, you know, have that code. And surprisingly, the GameStop that I go to that's near my house is actually wonderful. Like I walk in there, the people, they kind of know me now because I've been going in there to buy cards and like get the codes and stuff. And so they're like real talkative. They're, you know, we're just, we chat for a bit. It's kind of empty all the time, which is bad for them but great for me uh <laughs> and so i went in there and was like hey can i get a code for eternatus yep that's fine i said okay i have both sword and shield can i get a second one and she literally picked up the stack this was day one and she was like i have like six codes for for the whole thing so she's like no i can't give you a second code it was just like wow that's like, wild yeah it was just so limited well that was so weird i went to what what was the last what was the event that happened when Shiny Eternatus came out? It was it was a it was a community day, wasn't it? It because I went to I a so. I went to a park right. with Greg and Will, 
it was like rock and roll community day or it was some community day mm-hmm. okay and it was it was that community day, and then shiny eternus came out Great. so i went i went to a park that because it was nice outside didn't go to mall america went to a park we played it we did it and then i when i was leaving the park i typed in gamestop and i was like oh cool there's a gamestop like five minutes driving from the park never i'm, I'm not out here like i'm not in this area ever I went to the GameStop, walked inside, got two codes. He was really cool. And then I left. And the next day, I was at Mall of America. So Sunday, I was at Mall of America. And I was like, oh, I'm going to walk in and get more codes, right? Because like, I know people in our community, they not near GameStop. I'm going to get codes to give to people that listen to the show. And I walked in and I was like, hey, can I get a code for Eternatus? And they were like, we, well, we don't have any more codes. They were like, yesterday was community day at Mall of America and people came in and they got codes and we we won't have any more codes for the entire thing. And I was like, can you print me a code out on the receipt? I used to work at GameStop. This was a thing we could do. You mm-hmm. print them out. They did it for the, for the Growlithe distribution when Arceus came out. Mm-hmm. They did that at the GameStop I went to. They printed it out. They weren't actually able to print out individual ones for people, but they just had a sheet of codes. Yeah, yeah. I could go into the system when I worked at GameStop and I could print out like 100 codes at once on this huge receipt paper. Yeah. And then you would just like take a scissors, you would just cut them and hand it to the person. And I was like, can't you guys print them out? And she was like, we we can only do that for certain events. We can't do it for this event. And I was like, okay. I was like, I don't, maybe you're lying to me, but she was, but like, yeah, like the Growlithe event wasn't that long ago. <laughs> it was like earlier this Less year. Less than a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. she was like, yeah, we can't print any out for this one. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess. Weird. But like to run out of codes. Like I, I get it, Mall America. Mer- Mall America is very busy. It was community day. You're bringing Pokemon fans to Mall America. Totally understand. But like, dang, first day we're already out of codes. Like, that sucks. It's not great. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand, especially because when that when they announced Shiny Eternatus, they didn't announce it for everywhere, right? It was like they mm-hmm. announced it for America. I think maybe Canada and Australia. I want to say, but they didn't. The EU they didn't announce it for that, and so everyone. Like in the Slack chat was like, oh, let's you know figure out trading. We can trade you the those Marshadow and stuff codes. You trade us the Shiny Eternatus. And then recently they, I think they did the whole, uh, I forget which country it is, where they do email instead of like having to go get a code. You can just sign up for a thing and they'll it's send you like an email with it. Or Germany. Yeah, something like that. Um, but they did that for Eternatus. So it's like, okay, well, if you guys can do that, then... <laughs> Why did you make it so limited? No, but I hate the email thing too America. because, like, I never got the email for Zarud. You're never gonna let that go. Yeah, and they're like, "Well, <laughs> make sure you have marketing turned on." It was like, "No, I I got the three emails the day before Zarud that you send out, and I got the two emails the day after Zarud. That I I have the, all the check boxes checked. I have everything." Yep. I mean, I feel you on that. I still am missing the Year of Legends, Reggie Gigas, and Heatran because. It was the newsletter. It was the one month of that like thing where it was the newsletter and they never sent me a thing for those. And I'm still super bitter because of the only two of the legends of the year of legends that I don't have in the cherish balls. The end of this conversation is I think the Caldeo is a ripoff, but I will pay it because I would rather just not miss it. There you go. That just, is the at the very least guaranteed. I just, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to go to any more targets. <laughs> uh well i think that that wraps up today's show uh hannah you'll have to send me what twitter you would like i'll put it in the the little thing that pops up on the youtube video um that's good i am hannah's pixels pretty much everywhere perfect 
And then Bobby has a dot somewhere, and then not a dot somewhere. I can't help it. The Instagram <laughs> won't take the person down who has one post seven years ago and has like 12 followers that has no dot. Really annoying. But Pokemon Snap's pretty much everywhere. If you look that up, you'll find me. Uh, if you want to follow the podcast on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. Uh, I'll be streaming all week, uh, Scarlet and Violet. I think the only days I'm not going to be streaming going into the rest of the year is probably on like Wednesdays are probably going to be my day off. Uh, there still will be two more mini episodes of Super Picnic Club uh, on the December 8th should be the the gym leaders and the Elite Four. And then on December 9th should be Area Zero. Um, so those mini episodes should go up. I'll still be streaming on Twitch all this week uh, for just completing my pokedex we didn't talk about charizard oh my gosh we made it 90 <laughs> minutes while talking about charizard uh here, here's my summary it was way easier than everyone expected but i think it's because people plan for it right i mean i think my highest level pokemon right now is level about 38 so i gotta do a lot of work in the next when does it come back the charizard comes It'll come back on this weekend. the 15th 15th, 16th, 17th, mm-hmm. 18th. So Okay, so I got like 12 days. Probably we can talk about Charizard next week because I I think a lot of people weren't even ready this week for Charizard. So Yeah, I had uh, planned to do a one and done and then was not able to get a good Pokemon up to the right level for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk we'll talk about Charizard next week. Uh I think we need to talk about how people don't understand how terrestrializing works because yeah. uh, i saw a bunch of people bring a water type pokemon to a fairy sorry a psychic talon flame and i was oh. like oh it's not fire anymore it's it's psychic now like, i think that's the i think little that is symbol up there it's a psychic i think that is a little bit of a hard thing for people to grasp because then they want to bring what is uh strong against psychic but like that talent flame may still have fire moves. So yeah. it's like, then you got to worry about, you know, I mean, obviously there's a little bit more strategy to it when you add in that the uh, type changes. Also, some people just still don't know how type change, how types really work <laughs> against each other other than yeah. the very obvious ones. So I, I get that, but um, yeah, I, I, it's only been like two weeks that the game's been out, three weeks. <laughs> Give people a little Hop time with this was giant right change. The entire time, Hop was trying to teach us about type weakness, and people were like, "Ah, Hop keeps bothering me. Hop, Hop talks too much." Now, y'all didn't learn your lesson. Y'all, they yep. prepped us for this. Y'all didn't learn your lesson. Hop knew what was happening. He knew about type and they weaknesses. They didn't put it in the school. They didn't put it in the school. They mention it. They say that type weaknesses exist. They ask if you know it. They don't teach it. Everybody probably says yes. They everyone think they yeah, know everyone says yes. No everyone's idea. lying. No one knows how these type weaknesses work. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Charizard next week. Uh, but otherwise, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, tell me if you're going to buy the Keldeo ticket or not. That'll be the YouTube comments. And then if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you. Uh, if you haven't reviewed us, please do. Spotify has reviews now. Um, so, uh, yeah. Otherwise, we will see you guys next week. This has been another episode uh, of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are Super effective. Super Keldeo is not a ripoff. There's a lot of great items in there. It's worth the $7.99. Go buy the ticket. You're not even sponsored by that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to buy it. I don't want to be the only one. <laughs> you won't be. I'll be there. Good. Good. <laughs>
This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. If you would like to support our show and what we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. A huge shout out to our producers who support our show, starting with Jessica K., Matthew, Sean, Stephen, Anthony, Brian, Gray, Josh, Casey, Catherine, Bovine, Nate, Ryan, and Stuart. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Brady and Spencer. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We'll be back next week. If you too would like to support our show, you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t. And we will see you guys next time.